This is approximately, more or less, plus or minus, the 69th quack cast, and is called Honey. As you probably know, I'm recycling all my science-based medicine entries as a means of keeping this podcast up. I can't write a podcast and an SBM essay. It's just too much for poor little old me. But you don't really care, do you? You want to know about honey. So, I cram for Tam, and combined with numerous other commitments, not the least of which it is finally sunny and warm in Portland, after a year that has resembled Ray Bradbury's All the Summer in a Day, you get a short podcast. There are just so many hours in a day, and if possible, those days need to be spent in the sun. In my first year of practice, I was sitting at a nursing station writing a note when a patient started to howl in pain. Further investigation revealed that the patient had a chronic open surgical wound and the old surgeon had ordered sugar poured into the wound as part of wound care. The cafeteria, unfortunately, mistakenly sent up salt. It was unlabeled and a metaphor became reality. It did, however, pique my interest in sugar and honey for wound care, an area where you have to be careful not to fall prey to all the errors in scam thinking, a reliance on anecdotes, suboptimal studies as evidence, mistaking a gobbit of basic science as a meaningful clinical application, and not recognizing the warping effect of confirmation bias. That being said, I have suggested honey and sugar for years for my patients, especially in patients with refractory wounds that aren't healing. And what are the three most dangerous words in medicine? In my experience. However, I have recommended honey less in the era of wound vac, but there are not an insignificant number of people with insufficient financial resources who cannot afford even simple wound care supplies. Many of the ointments, creams, and special bandages for wound care cost too much. I mean, what are you going to pick? A pack of the cigarettes or an expensive ointment? I'd go for the cigarettes. Wounds may be forever, but a tobacco fix. You need to take care of that now. People also like honey, as it is natural. People do love to fall for the naturalistic fallacy. And both honey and granulated sugar are inexpensive, saving money for that six-pack. I always tell patients that the data is iffy, but it's not entirely stupid. Now, wound care itself is mostly a combination of tradition and hype. One doctor learned from his attending, who learned from their attending, in a line that stretches all the way back to the first barber surgeon. I was told as a medical student by a plastic surgeon, never put in a wound that what you wouldn't put in your eye which seemed like a good guiding principle for wound care, although it is expensive to pack a wound with soft contact lenses. New products are released all the time. They're often combinations of old treatments, and they come out with flashy brochures and little good supporting data. As the Cochrane Review said, quote, there is a lack of large, high-quality, published, randomized controlled trials evaluating debridement per se, or comparing different methods of debridement for surgical wounds to guide clinical decision-making, end quote. So, I rely on basic principles. Keep the wound clean. Keep the new tissue from drying out. 
remove dead meat, and keep the bacteria at bay. And do not let your pet lick the wound. These are the more or less guiding principles of wound care. And that, remember, no matter what you do, in most patients, most of the time, they will heal. And my rule remains the same. Take credit for success. Blame nursing when things go wrong. That's humor for the sarcasm impaired. So, is there a basic science rationale for honey and sugar in the treatment of wounds and burns? Well, first, there is mechanism of action, and it is primarily mechanical. The high osmolality of sugar and honey prevent bacterial overgrowth. Food can be preserved in sugar, jam being a good example, and you've probably seen sugar-preserved fruit if you've traveled in France. So the honey and sugar can decrease or prevent bacterial colonization of wounds. Honey has a low pH, it's acidic, and contains hydrogen peroxide, both of which are antibacterial, but I doubt the clinical relevance of the hydrogen peroxide. And there may or may not be bee and honey constituents that aid in their antibacterial properties, although again, I am suspicious about the clinical relevance. Also, Honey and sugar do not damage new tissues, and when the honey is washed off, it painlessly removes the dead tissues with it, so it is good for debridement of the wound. It is pronounced, by the way, debride. Debride is the woman who walks down the aisle of the church. You don't debride a wound. Maybe if you get divorced, you're being debrided, but it's debridement. Honey, and to make sure you can charge a premium amount for it, call it medical-grade honey, can kill bacteria and decrease skin colonization. There was a study in clinical infectious diseases that used, that used, that used medical-grade honey and demonstrated that it can kill both Staph aureus and Pseudomonas aeruginosa, important colonizers of open wounds, although it's always a clinical question as to whether or not the colonization is clinically important and leading to decreased wound care. However, I would avoid raw honey, as raw honey can contain Clostridium botulinum and has been a source of botulism in children. I don't expect that raw honey would be of much use if you have facial wrinkles. So at least from a basic science perspective, sugar and honey have mechanical and perhaps biochemical reasons and certainly financial reasons it could be of benefit in wound care. Now, some of the studies are done in diabetic feet infection, and people always point out that the problem with diabetics is that they have too much sugar, and that why would honey or granulated sugar help a wound? I would like to point out the difference between sugar in the blood, which has all sorts of adverse effects on wound healing, and sugar in the environment. Similarly, you won't raise your blood pressure by sticking your finger in a salt shaker. It's the sugar on the outside of your body that is mostly harmless. It's the sugar on the inside that can be dangerous. So, how about clinical trials? Well, there are a lot of poor quality studies that look at the use of sugar in honey in a variety of wounds and burns. There are almost 400 references. So if you are in the mood for cherry picking, you can find studies to support or deny any particular stance you want to take on using these agents in the treatment of wounds. However, I think that if you look at the preponderance of data, it actually suggests some benefit. Now, how about for burns? 
Now, from a meta-analysis, and you know my feeling about meta-analyses, quote, available evidence indicates markedly greater efficacy in honey compared with alternative dressing treatments for superficial or partial thickness burns. As always, although the limitations of the studies included in the meta-analysis restrict the clinical application of these findings, end quote. And, quote, Honey may improve healing times in mild to moderate superficial and partial thickness burns compared with some conventional dressings, unquote. Those dressings are not Thousand Island in French, though I do like a honey poppy seed dressing. Those dressings are usually sylvadine or triple antibiotic ointment being used as a comparator. Most of the time for burns, such as you get playing with fireworks or sticking your finger in a coal, are probably best treated with some topical honey. And there's also some data to suggest that you'll have less of a scar. How about for wounds? Well, from the ever-helpful and potentially flawed Cochrane reviews, quote, Honey dressings as an adjuvant to compression do not significantly increase leg ulcer healing at 12 weeks. There is insufficient evidence to guide clinical practice in other areas. And as they note, quote, the poor quality of most of the trial reports means the results should be interpreted with caution, end quote. So be it. I have read many of the 400 references over the years, and I do get the overall sense that honey is of some value in the treatment of chronic wounds. Probably not as good as a wound vac, but not everyone can afford a wound vac. There is even less information for granulated sugar, where it looks encouraging. It has been tried to treat mediastinitis, multiple studies with the diabetic foot infection, and sloughing wounds. And in all cases, it looked beneficial when compared to the other modalities to treat the wound. Of course, honey and sugar are not the be-all and end-all of treating soft tissue infections and ulcers. Depending on the process, surgery and antibiotics will do far more to resolve the infection and promote healing, especially if your wound is acutely infected. Relying only on natural products has led to at least one death in a complementary practitioner who treated his diabetic foot infection with honey alone. Quote, a minor injury became infected with gangrene, the judge was told. He died, age 52. Instead of standard care, he used honey and magnesium sulfate, end quote. Always remember, the doctor who treats themselves has a fool for a patient and an idiot for a doctor. So, do I recommend honey and sugar for the treatment of chronic wounds? Yeah. The literature is interesting, and I give the patients a long list of caveats. Leading the list is that I am not an alternative wackaloon. It is maybe sort of probably useful in patients with chronic wounds that aren't healing who cannot afford other interventions. And in my experience, it always works. And so ends the 69th QuackCast. Don't forget, if you like this nonsense, go on to iTunes and write me a glowing review. And thank you to all the kind people at TAM9 who came up to me and told me they appreciate my podcasts. I never quite know who this podcast is directed at. With my other ones, I talk to a slightly bored second-year resident who doesn't really care much about infectious diseases. It's nice to put faces to the ether that I normally talk to. 
So again, I thank each and every one of you who had kind words to say to me at TAM 9. And come to think of it, nobody had any unkind words to say to me. I'm pretty wonderful, aren't I?